Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Our series this month is called On the Gram Part 2. We are talking to Instagram influencers who have built a following and a career by being intentionally disruptive. Now, our second guest for the On the Gram Part 2 series is Mackenzie Brogdon. Now, she's a wife. She's a new mom. She has built a huge following on Instagram by being one of the best realtors. I'll say that. Best realtors in the state of Idaho. And bonus, she's all about health and wellness. Now, Mackenzie, I love this. Your story is a little bit different because... It's interesting. You moved to Idaho from California, what, three years ago? Yeah, a little over three, three and a half now. I, it, I like to take as much time as I can out of California. So well, well, I, I add all the months to how long I've been in Idaho. Well, and it's I, I'm shocked. Every time I talk to somebody who's from California, I'm like, were you terrified driving into town with California plates? Because I moved from I moved here from Dallas. And I got notes on my car within the first three days. Like, we don't drive like that in Idaho. You need to get out of here, those Texas license plates. Yeah. I will say um, I did get a ticket, just like a slight speeding ticket um, from that area on the freeway where you go from 80 miles an hour down to 65. Yeah. I'm convinced it was because of my California license plate. Really? I don't even Wait, think how fast I was were you speeding. Going? I was like literally slowing down to 65. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I got a ticket. Because I had California license. The, Cal- the California plates will get you in trouble. Yes. That yes. was the first yeah. thing. So I moved here four years ago. Okay. And uh, for my radio career. And when, um, you know, I was meeting with the team and we were all talking and they were like, hey, um, the first thing you need to do is change your plates. Because so, <laughs> four years ago, it wasn't just California. It was kind of like everybody. Yeah, yeah. And now we're kind of focused on California, All right? California, yes. So you're just you're just putting yourself out there to get and like get a note on your car, yeah, like, like I did. One hundred percent, a ticket, yeah, absolutely, totally, totally. So you moved here three years ago from California, and the goal was for wasn't ministry? Wasn't that the original goal? Yeah. So my husband and I kind of did like a one eighty in our careers and lifestyle um, right after we had gotten married. So we got married in July of twenty seventeen, and we started coming up here in August of twenty seventeen for a ministry job. My husband was a basketball. Coach and I was a full-time dance coach in California. Um, And we just felt kind of the Lord calling us to do more um, specifically with students and ministry, like involved in a church. And so um, some doors kind of got opened literally on our honeymoon after getting married. And I'm like, wait a second, we just got married. What are we doing? Just adding to the yeah, yeah, adding to the stress, right? And and so we did it. We uh were super happy um in our jobs in California, but just felt this call here and some doors open and so so we left all our family and the area we were born and raised in and came here to Idaho. And how did you get into real estate? How'd that happen? Okay, so that's another <laughs> funny story. Um, I don't know whether to be proud or ashamed of this, but I've worked like way too many careers and I've genuinely really loved all of them. Well, it sounds like dancing, ministry, 
it's and like it's people. Estate. So I yes. think I love people and I love being relational. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you talk about an Enneagram, like I'm a total two. So anywhere that I can like oh, be my two in, like I'm all for it. I'm an eight. I'm a holy terror. Oh. According, oh, on paper. On paper. <laughs> on paper. Yeah. On yeah. paper. Not hey, real life. Everything can be good and bad. You know, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> it's like a look inside my soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so when we moved here, um, I kind of did all things in the book. Um. And I knew I really wanted to be involved with my husband in ministry. I've always kind of been like a self-starter. Um, I love being my own boss and running my own thing. Um, and then I had my son in the beginning of 2020. And um, my husband and I were actually looking at buying an investment property. Um, and we met with a great friend of ours who's a really successful realtor here in the Treasure Valley, uh, Shelby Paget. And he said, well, if you're going to buy a property, Mackenzie should just get her real estate license. I've watched her. I ran a multi-level marketing business before. Um, and so I was pretty successful in that, um, achieved really good success, was able to quit my job, stay home even before I had my son. So he goes, I already know she can run a business. Might as well have her do real estate. Right. Like you already love Perfect people. Match. Like yeah. you know a lot of people, just do it. Yeah. And so honestly, we kind of just went for it. <laughs> and how long was that after you moved here? Uh, so that was in 2020. So we moved here in 2018. So a little over two years. Okay. So yeah. like right when this chaos began in the yeah. housing market. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Now there are a ton of realtors. Everybody uh, knows yeah. at least 20, uh-huh. 20 realtors, but you stand out. Like oh. you really, you really do stand out. So how did you grow? your brand, and then build such a strong social presence. How did you, how much time did that take? Yeah. What did you do? The energy put into it. How did you do it? Um, Honestly, it was probably a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do, I obviously had experience on social media. Um, A fun fact, I got Instagram before I even knew that it was used for like a social media platform. I just thought it was picture editing app. That's, yes, I used it for the filters. Yeah, you know the one that was like blue in the middle and brown on the outside? Like all about that, like the square crop. I had my account private just so I could use it for yes. editing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I didn't even know. When I started seeing pictures show up on my feed, I'm like, how did that yeah. get there? Like, what oh, the heck? Yeah. yeah, no, totally. So that was back in 2010. Um, <laughs> and then I finally discovered, oh, you use this for social media. And so I've always, um, I also have a background, again, one of my million careers in graphic design. Um, and so I've always had an idea or, a, I guess, inclination yeah. towards like an aesthetic um, look on that. And so then when I did my multi-level marketing business, obviously that's fueled by social media. So that really took my social media game to the next level. I learned a lot. Um, I was mentored by a lot of really great people in the business I was in before. And so when I jumped into real estate, I really took a lot of those um, traits and skills that I learned and put them into real estate. Um, But I also did a lot of trial and error. So when I first got my real estate license, I didn't want to mesh it with my personal Instagram because it was like going so well. And I was scared if I meshed it, like you're going to scare people away. Right. So I totally tried a separate um, Instagram for my real estate page. I even tried to bribe people with like chip cookie giveaway to follow <laughs> my new Instagram. Chip always works. I know. I was Most like, of the time. free cookies, they're yeah, coming over right. for sure. And so I tried it, but I realized a couple months in, I was like, why am I doing this? I'm authentically a bunch of other things right. and a realtor, and yeah. I want to portray that. And as long as I take the skills that I've learned before and not just like blast people with, you know, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. You do a good job of that, of separating it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I tried that I heard one time that you want your like social media pages to be 80 like a movie 80 percent content 20 percent commercial absolutely yeah so I really try to channel that in um and so then I was like I already know how to do this I've been running my business on social media well before um 
And so I just decided to combine my real estate pages um, and put it on my main social media page. And it kind of blew up, I guess. <laughs> well, you gave me an idea because, you know, I was in morning radio for 21, 22 years and then transitioning into PR and VP of communications. That's my big girl job. That's my Monday <laughs> through Friday, you yeah. know, my nine to five. Yeah. Um, I and then obviously doing the starting the podcast. I was like, oh, we completely started a whole Instagram and social media yeah. for the podcast specifically, mm -hmm. whereas my radio audience of like 20,000, 250,000 followers, I can't get them over to intentionally yes. disruptive. Yep. There's like, because they could see me on my personal fan yep. page. They could, that's where they go, yeah. right? And so that that just gives me an idea. Like we tried yeah. to rename a couple of things, but they wouldn't approve it. Nope. And so, but then it's like, I don't want to lose all the progress. I think Jesse, who's totally. our social media manager, she would just pass out and die. She'd be uh, uh, yeah. like, we're not doing it. No. But same thing. We bribe them with $100 Amazon yeah. gift cards. Yeah. We bribe you with $100 Amazon I gift mean, cards. And like you're motivated, <laughs> but I think, and I say this in the nicest way because I am one of them, but people are lazy. <laughs> like literally too many clicks, too many go over here and follow it. I don't know them. Like they knew me as my previous Instagram. They didn't know my new real estate page Instagram. And so they didn't want to, some people made that jump, like people that are really loyal to me but a lot of people were like, oh, we're already following you. You know, like why go somewhere else? That just gave me another idea. We need to do a follow party, but oh, yeah, we yeah. had the podcast team just knock door to door and say, can I have your phone and your Instagram? What does it like? Yes. Follow. Yeah, I like it. I mean, forced follows. Rach, that's got to be a great idea. Rach, would that work? I mean, there's got to be some legal issues there, right? <laughs> just knocking on people's doors. I have no idea. Huh. I like it. I love this conversation. I have so many ideas now. <laughs> so like you being obviously having a big following, and just the nature of your job. Have you had any random, I know because I know a ton of influencers, micro influencers to the big ones, they get the most random offers to endorse products. Yeah. Like what's like the most random you're like, uh -uh, I'm not doing it. Or maybe you did it. I don't know. Yeah, I think random um, has been and this is like another um, passion of mine is I don't know if it's necessarily random, but the ones I turn down are really like greenwashed products. They'll be like, we're clean, we're organic, try this, we're keto. And like I take five seconds and I look at the ingredients and I look at everything in it. I'm like, this is not it. Like Definitely I'm not, not. going to push that right. unless I like actually believe in it and think it's, you know, beneficial to my life and my followers' lives. Mm. So I guess kind of that would be the like, like – Have you got a random product, like maybe like a gadget or something? You're like, no, I'm not doing it or – um, I don't know if I've had anything really that random. I kind of, I don't know. I've gotten pretty lucky so far, I guess. <laughs> when I did a, um, I had to put my foot down on this one. Like I was the same way. Like I had to, it had to stick to my lifestyle, right? Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't do an endorsement for Arby's. Right. Unless it's like, I'm just talking about a salad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Grilled chicken salad. And even that's kind of stretching it because mm -hmm. you know that chicken, it's been somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, is but it I even chicken. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I know. am like organic, clean eating. Yeah. And um, so then Applegate Farms reached out to me. You know, like Applegate, yeah. they had bacon, things like that. Yeah. Well, their slogan at the time, it, they wanted to really push their organic, all natural hot dogs. Okay. But their tagline was, it's the cleaner wiener. <laughs> and I could <clears throat> not. I mean, I had, it was like 18 spots a week of like endorsing. Applegate hot dogs. Oh my gosh. No. The cleaner wiener. The cl I could not. No. And, and that was mandatory. That was mandatory. They were going to pay so well. Like it paid so well. I, like I, It's organic. <gasps> it's, 
you know, in my alley, yeah. right? Yeah. But you lost me at the tagline. I could not end every commercial, have my son listening with my husband on the way to school, yeah. me ending a commercial saying the cleaner wiener. It just, I, yeah. maybe I'm just naturally a nine-year-old. I don't know. Like, and it makes yeah. me giggle and it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I get so you. I you don't want to be the cleaner wiener gal. Right. So we gave it to like the yeah. afternoon guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can take it. He's like, yeah. he's like I want the money. Uh, that's that's fine. really fine. <laughs> so this is a random question. And I, I think maybe states are different, but is it illegal to not share with a potential buyer that somebody died in a house? Um, I, I've been waiting all, like two weeks to ask you this question. <laughs> That's so funny. So there's rules about what you have to disclose and what you don't have to disclose. Technically, anything like paranormal, like a death, a suicide, suicide, anything, you don't have to disclose it. Wait, you don't have to? Mm-mm. So like a seller, if they knew that there was, you know, someone died in it, they don't have to. You have to disclose certain things when you're selling a property. Like the dishwasher works. There was like a leak here, like a mold. Like whatever mold stuff, but you there. don't have to disclose that somebody no. died. You don't have to. The only who thing, cares yeah. about the dishwasher? There's ghosts running oh, around yeah. here. You have to disclose if there was like um, drugs, if it was like a meth lab, what? different things like that. You don't have to disclose any what? type of like paranormal or anyone dying in the property. Let's rip up the carpet and like yeah, I don't so know. So buy new construction, wood <laughs> floors, and there's like a huge blood stain where like you know a whole family got murdered. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But some states it's mandatory, right? Not I mean, Idaho, but. I feel like California is probably stringent on everything else. Every state has their different rules. So, okay. yeah, you'd probably but you have don't to have to do it, it here, Mm-mm. but you have to talk about the dishwasher. You have to tell them if the dishwasher's working. And if or it not. was a meth lab. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Man, that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, last week, uh, I asked the Intentionally Disruptive podcast audience to send us questions because obviously real estate right now is a hot topic. Yeah. Uh, questions for you regarding real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a list of questions for you. Ooh. So, is it actually possible to invest in real estate without buying the house? I mean, are you talking about buying it outright or buying in as like a partner? Pro- well, th- they wouldn't buy the house. They basically just contribute funds for maybe, I don't know if uh, they don't really go into detail. It just is pretty basic. But um, as far as like flipping, if somebody like helping with baby yeah. staging, just investing somewhere, right? Yeah, with so, your name not being on the deed. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously um, a cost to every product um, and every house that you're going to buy. And so say you're going to buy one house, say an investor came in and bought it cash and you really wanted to be bought in. Well, usually there's going to be rental costs. There's going to be usually like a realtor will take care, take care of staging costs and things like that. But yeah, there's definitely a way to be bought in if you don't actually want to be like on the deed. Just find someone who's going to be like your money and going to buy your actual house yeah. and then try to get in on buying like, hey, okay, I'll commit to contributing 30 grand or whatever. Yeah. And then whatever that percentage is of the whole total, like you would get that piece of the profit. And then that that contribution you can do like, okay, I'm going to buy appliances. I'm going to, you know, take care of the landscaping, like I'll do right. whatever. You can also do a lot of sweat equity, right? Like, yeah. so um, I'm really handy at painting houses. So I'm going to paint this house. And instead of painting a painter, $3,500, you can just pay me, you know, in profit of the sale. And where do you find the money bag people to buy the house? Like where, is there is there a meeting? Is there a club locally? Like yeah. How do you get so, connected with those people? Yeah, a lot of it is kind of who you know. Um, so I have a really good source of investors that I know from California, just different connections we've made. Um, a lot of it is who you know. A lot of it, though, you'd be surprised. Like if you find a deal, people love a good deal. Mm-hmm. So say you don't have the money to go and buy the three hundred grand house that's for sale for cash, but – 
you know, hey, this is a really great deal and you're willing to put the work in and say, okay, if we put, you know, 50 grand into repairs, that's going to, you know, have my cost base to be at 350 and then I can flip and sell this thing for 450. These are just really easy margins. Right. But, um, if you take that to a friend, a parent, a business-minded person and lay out the numbers to them and then say, hey, look, like this is the deal. I have money you know, or I have the deal here. Like you want to take advantage of this. And then a lot of people will be really inclined by that because the problem that a lot of people don't go into investing is they don't want to do the work. Yeah. They don't want to dig through, okay, this is where all the numbers, this is this cost, that cost, like everything. So and there's a lot. There's and there's like a lot. You have to yeah. kind of have an emergency fund mm-hmm. just for the emergency. Well, everything's going to cost minute. more than yeah. you think or it might cost less and there might be permits or there might be like utilities. The neighbors, yeah, yeah. You, literally, the neighbor's utilities is under my client's land right now. So, you know, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 So people don't want to do the work. And so yeah. if you're willing to do the work, take that to someone else, lay out solid numbers. And if there's money in it, a strong business-minded person is going to see that and they'll say, okay, yeah, yeah, I want to contribute to that. Yeah, I can take care of 50% of that. Yeah, I'll do it all. You yeah, know, Everybody I know is poor. I'm trying to think, <laughs> like, who? There's creative ways, though, especially right yeah. now. People, if you've owned your house for, I mean, literally six months. <laughs> um, right, or it, three months, five yeah. months, yeah. Like, anything. If you've owned your house for a while, like, you probably have so much equity sitting in your house. Just pull it out. So you can be yeah. creative. You can do home equity lines of credit. You can sell your house. I just sold my house because I wanted all the equity from it. Yeah. So you can do a lot of different things like that to actually get cash um, to go put it in other places. And a lot I, of people don't think of that. I don't know if you're familiar with the area, Hidden Springs. That's oh, yeah. Where, that's where I live. Yeah. And Boy, like we went, I've been here for years. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but fun fact. Did you know that Hidden Springs is known for being like a swingers community? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, okay. I just didn't know. I have pineapples all over my house just to scare people. Yes. I have pineapples. Okay, you'll fit in great. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. I've been there for four years. Perfect. The love you. And now the first three months I was terrified living there. (laughs) But here I am. I was like, is somebody, I was driving around going, somebody (laughs) has their garage door halfway open. That's another cue. Like you hear all these rumors. There was a website dedicated to this at one time. Yeah. So when I moved to yeah, four years ago, we got our house like within like three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody at the radio station that I was working at, at the time, they were really quiet when I told them where I lived. And finally, <laughs> like, hey, you know, now that we know you a little better, do you know it's known for this? And I'm like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. And so then you're like, you're torn. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so creepy. Yeah, but and then offended if nobody asks you. You yeah. know what I mean? You're like, what? Yeah, what am the I heck? not good? Am, am I good? Am I up to your standards? <laughs> am like, I not, what the heck? I mean, I have, I have like, uh, like cheese boards out of pineapples. I mean, just for people Stop. who are just I new love to the it. area, like I just yeah. want to mess with them because yeah. that's what people did to me, obviously, moving yes. in. But like Hidden Springs, there wasn't a house for sale mm-hmm. for the first three and a half years I lived there. Now yep. in the last like six months, yeah. I mean, it's like, but they're on the market for like two days. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Yeah, you'll right. start to see a lot more for sale signs. Um, our inventory is definitely increasing, which is a different shift from yeah. like really December. So I'd say from January on, you're starting to see that. What about like first time home buyers? There's a lot of different opportunities for first time home buyers. Yeah. But again, isn't there a cap on the price? I love connecting my first time home buyers with really great lenders who will look at their financial situation and help recommend the best resource and outlet and avenue for them. So it's definitely doable for first time home buyers. Um, I'm not going to lie, it might potentially be harder to get certain loan types um, accepted in when it comes to a bidding war, but not 
not doable at all. In fact, I just had some clients of mine who closed on a property out in Caldwell and their our offer was actually slightly lower than the next highest offer, but just some terms we put into it and a connection I had made with the realtor, they ended up going with our offer instead. So it does happen for sure. You just have to know the right people, have the right connections and have a realtor who's going like, to do are the work for people? you. I guess I'm going to like piggyback and you kind of, if you have a meeting or something, can I just come along to meet these people that you're hanging out with? I mean, like, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Social media makes the most connections of all. Right. <laughs> so now do letters work? Say like there were, there was a bidding war. Yeah. And I swoop in and like Love beg letters. and cry and, and beg yeah. them. And oh, this is definitely coaching I have. And it's good. I have a good coaching background. But I will uh, help coach my clients. Like you want to pull on the heartstrings. Like put a cute picture of you and your family. Even oh, better yeah. if there's a baby, maybe yeah. a dog. Like I'll borrow yes. somebody's baby. Yes. Yes. Or Make two. sure it's a cute one. Or yeah. borrow like a bunch of babies. Yeah. Like, I, like I need it. a home. Oh, totally. Well, Put I, it in there, write it in there. Yeah. But I heard Love this letters. is like going to be, this is not a thing now. Like people, like like homeowners are starting to catch on. You'll see some people, sometimes agent remarks on listings will say like no love letters um, specifically. But you that's pretty rare. Well, no, no in that don't. instance I wouldn't because like you don't want to piss them off. They just won't give you the house. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. But there is some talk that potentially they might get taken away because it might be a slight... Um, like against the Fair Housing Act because potentially you could be swayed to pick one buyer or, or over another based on, you know, demographics. So. You could do a balloon bouquet with photos of your family on it saying, oh, yeah. we love your house. Or chip cookie. Or chip cookie, but that didn't yeah. work for you. So that I'm afraid true. Amazon d- didn't work for me or is not yeah. really working for me. Yeah. Again, yeah. more ideas. Maybe the babies. <laughs> Let's go back to the babies. I hope Rachel, our assistant producer, is taking notes on all these things because I have some major brainstorming meetings to happen after this. Um, so what do you think are the best home renovations for added value? That was another question that was asked. Um, okay, so it kind of depends on the market you're in. Um, right now, our market is still a seller's market, even though it's starting to level a little bit. Um, so it really just depends on the house when it comes to repairs. I definitely think um, having your home be... If you're going to put on the market, you want it to be clean and presentable for showings um, and available. And so whether that means getting rid of a, you know, couch that's in the way, like take your family pictures down, like different things like that. You want someone to walk in and make sure that it looks open and presentable so they can picture themselves living there, not you living there. All personalized stuff Mm -hmm. out out the window. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I definitely do think there is a time potentially for like if you have some really gross carpet, basically whatever you can make your pictures look the best that's going to sell your home so a lot of buyers are buying sight unseen right now yeah I heard Mm -hmm. that yeah and so like when I see agents homeowners whatever taking like iPhone pictures or like their thumbs in the corner (laughs) Like a Facebook marketplace. That's the biggest (laughs) home value detraction. Like, please don't do that. Um, And so, I don't know. It kind of depends case by case. I definitely think um, like flooring and wall color uh, are big items. But honestly, right now, if I were you, seeing where the market's going, I would just put my home on the market sooner and than later. See, and just see where Don't it worry about the paint. And I see in some uh, cases where they say like, okay, we'll offer, you know, a $3,000 credit allowance um, for carpet, yeah. you know, things like that. So you can kind of do that if it's like really in bad shape, but kind of depends on where the market's at. And right now it doesn't necessarily doesn't really matter. warrant that. Yeah, yeah. Just, put, just put it up for sale. Yeah. I, I would rather like, I literally sold my house. I decided I was going to sell my house and three days later it was on the market because oh, wow. I wanted to take all the money out of it versus having the market continue to decline as more inventory is yeah. coming up. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so the last question I have for you are what are some first-time 
home buyer mistakes being made? Ooh, okay. First time home buyer mistakes. Sometimes people get so caught up on the purchase price. Like, okay, I'm in a cap. I'm not going to go above 350. That if I show them a home that's like 365, like, oh, can't do it, can't do it. You don't even realize the difference of, as long as you're obviously pre approved for it, the difference of usually like 5K on a mortgage increment is like $20 yeah, on your monthly deal. mortgage. Right. Yeah. So don't be so worried about the purchase price, um, especially when purchase price will break down into your mortgage dependent on like taxes, HOA, different things like that. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes people get so stuck on that that I'm like, here's the deal. If you, you know, wait, potentially you could miss out on, you know, the market's yeah, going to keep absolutely. rising or whatever it is. Like at the be- uh, last year, I'm telling people like this might be your best time to buy for the next foreseeable future. Now I'm like, okay, let's maybe let's wait if you're not like in a desperate rush because I think some things are starting to level and correct a little bit. So um, obsession with purchase price uh, would probably Have be one. Have a 50 to $100,000 wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like obviously like don't overspend yeah. but have your like okay we're, we're comfortable in this range and yeah. have a little bit of trust and like okay this is what the value of it is coming for things like that. Um, and then also being um, too too particular. <laughs> like I want four bedrooms yeah. a pool with, uh, I don't know, what is it, brick, yeah. a brick patio, not, you know, not mm-hmm, the concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So having realistic- For $200,000. Totally. Yeah. Having realistic expectations is huge. Like sometimes I have people who come to me with just unrealistic, like I want this house in this area for this price. I'm like, it's not going to happen. Do you want to go to this area? And you can have that house for that price in that area. And get shanked. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's really what the price is saying, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So just being realistic would probably be my biggest advice. Have you ever had to fire a client because they just were completely just not they were you could not work with them. I haven't had to fire specifically, but I've definitely had um we call them setting expectations. <laughs> That's the meeting name? Yes. You're invited um, to the setting expectations yes. meeting. Like all text. Hey, let's get on A the mediators phone call there. so I can set some better expectations for this. Because nice. at some point, like I think at the end of the day, like client acquisition is obviously a big part of our job. But at the yeah. end of the day, my time is valuable. Absolutely. And um, as you know, everyone's time, as is their time is valuable. And so I don't want to waste anyone's time. And so sometimes I get on the phone like, here's the deal. If you don't do this, this, and this, or if you're not willing to go about this, you're not going to get a house. Are you okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm so, not going to be around to help anymore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some setting expectations. But you've never had to fire a client. I'm really nice. I, I am also, going back to the Enneagram, um, a people pleaser. And so I actually yeah. find clients is really hard. You are the enthusiast. Yeah. Enneagram too. Yeah. What no, the I'm, helper. I'm the, I'm the helper was the for the enthusiast. two. I, yeah. No, that's, that's the... The five. It's five. I don't remember. My husband's all in the I'm a challenger. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The eight's the challenger. No, I'm the helper and the peacemaker. Our social media. Let's go. Let's do it together. Well, then that's our social media manager, Jesse. She's a two as well. And I I thought it was enthusiast, but I think they have like different like titles, right? Just depending on the task that you take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she seemed, uh, yeah, you guys are very similar. Like, let's go do it. Like the biggest cheerleader, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a cheerleader to a certain point. And then I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm bouncing yeah. out. Like, I can't do it anymore. Yep, yep. yep. All right. So uh, we are going to, we got one more thing. 
Now, for all of you listening, this is your chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. And we got product from our amazing sponsors, Micro Formulas. Now, all you have to do is guess what Mackenzie is saying. We kind of prepped this before we went into uh, the recording here of the podcast. Uh, So you have to guess what she's saying while wearing, uh, it's kind of like this teeth whitening contraption. (laughs) If you've ever played the game Speak Now, um, you basically put it in your mouth. You have to guess kind of what the other person's saying based off a card. But Mackenzie is going to have a special question to answer. Now, if you give us your answer under the Instagram post at Intentionally Disruptive, uh, the first one to comment with the correct um, saying wins. It's that simple. So do you know right. to put that thing in your Am mouth? Am I ready? Do I put it in now? I think it's Yeah, I, I, no, right. it's the other way. Oh, oops. Yeah. I don't. This might take – oh, no, definitely not that way. Yep. There. <laughs> um there we go. Garth. You got it. Good. Okay. Good. It. Smile for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this will definitely mess up your aesthetics on your Instagram I know. account. Uh, this can't match the feed. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't match. This is a stories post. All right. So here, here we go. Again, guess what Mackenzie's saying? Go to our Instagram and comment underneath our post what she's saying. The first one to answer correctly gets the $100 Amazon gift card and the product from Micro Formulas. All right. So your question is... What is the number one rule in real estate? Do your job. <laughs> Man, everyone that we've had do this, they sound so clear and good. And mine is terrible. Like, I don't think anybody got mine right last month. Nobody. I'm pretty sure. Like, what the heck was that? All right. So thank you so much. That's it. That's all I. That's all the torture I'm going to put you through. Oh, yay. Thank you so much well, thanks for, for having me. So fun to jump on. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Coming up next week, we will continue the On the Gram Part 2 series. Allie Bonner will join us all the way from Philly. She's the founder of Oat House Granola Butter, the host of her very own podcast called AlleyCast, and has over 55,000 followers on Instagram. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.